on today's episode of Black Girls Getting Their Shift Together. And so to be able to recognize that and to be willing to speak up for yourself despite the consequences, that just speaks to your resilience and your ability to tell the truth, even if it hurt you. So I honor you for wanting to do better with your own children. Thank you for that. Truly, yeah, that's break the, the cycle. Exactly. This episode is sure to deliver stimulating conversations and aha moments that may give you a fresh perspective. If any moment made your soul vibrate, please leave us a review and let us know if we're on the right track. Also, we release episodes every Tuesday, so be sure to subscribe and visit BlackGirlsGettingTheirShiftTogether.com to access exclusive offers and coaching packages. The coaching packages include clarity calls, VIP one-on-one exclusive coaching, and my absolute favorite, the Tribe Vibes. A Tribe Vibe is a twist on ladies' night, focusing on self-care for black women with a holistic approach. Welcome to Black Girls Getting Their Shift Together. I'm your host, Ursula, a transformation life coach and mental health and wellness advocate. This is a safe space for amazing Black women to share open, honest dialogue about mental health and wellness, self-care, self-love, and basically how to get our shift together. Let's tune in to this week's episode. Just for the queen, sisters manifesting their dreams. Get your cream by any means and being with self-esteem. Beauty supreme and Buddha walk so mean. The way you fit in them jeans, you eat your cornbread and greens. Dance or a doctor, red wine or vodka. Redesign your spot and redefine your mantra. Retwist your locks and realign your chakras. Doing your squats and getting closer to God, huh? Brunching with your squad or taking a girl's trip. Adjust your crown, you God's gift to the world, sis. Celestial body, drink your water. Meditate, sun kiss goddess, heavenly water. Levitate, tribe of Ashanti, black girl magic, melanin popping, whether you ratchet or lavish, whether you bougie or savage, you a gift and a treasure. You got to love a black girl getting a shift together. Black girls are getting a shift together. These black girls getting a shift together, man. These black girls are getting a shift together. These black girls getting a shift together, dog. And so to be able to recognize that and to be willing to speak up for yourself despite the consequences, that just speaks to your resilience and your ability to tell the truth, even if it hurt you. So I honor you for wanting to do better with your own children. Thank you for that. Truly. Yeah, that's great. The, the cycle. Exactly. And that's so powerful. So powerful. Um, let me do one thing. We're going to read another caller question. But before I do that, I just dropped the link again, a live link. If anyone would love to come on or feel free to continue to put your comments in the comment thread. And I do see them, everyone, but we're going to handle this, the other ones that came in. Okay. All right. The caller said, hi, Mrs. Sarita. Hello. Thank you for being here. 
aware. Is it plausible that an individual may seek out relationships with narcissists because their mother was a narcissist? And there's a few parts to the question. Did you want me to keep going or? And would they need that same type of interaction to feel loved? And how does a relationship with a narcissistic mother influence life and relationship choices? That is an excellent question. It is an excellent Ooh, question. Excellent. Honestly, this question is why the Love You Challenge exists. Because I'm going to spend five days explaining all of this. And yes, show up. But let me answer some. Let me answer some of this right now. Okay. Yes. This is not only plausible that if you were raised by a, a mother with narcissistic tendencies, that you will seek out narcissists. It is highly likely you will, because see, human beings, we learn how to love. We learn love. It's a thing that yes, we are born and hardwired to connect with people, but the quality of that connection will be based on your relationship with your mama, your relationship with your parents, your mother first, because you've came out of her wound. And as I've heard a psychologist say, I forget her name, that nature is a task master. So research has shown, even if a baby is given to a, like another loving mother that wasn't her biological mother, there are still wounds that develop. There's still a sense of um, abandonment, of being unloved that research shows. Nature requires us to have that bond with our biological mother, even if we are consciously aware of it. There's something in you. There's a wisdom in you that needs that connection. And so when a mother is not emotionally mature, and I keep using that word because you can have a mother who you may not even have even remotely considered to be have narcissistic traits, but she herself did not have the emotional maturity to validate your emotions, to help you understand your emotions, to respect your emotions. That's emotionally immature. And so that that cycle that happens or can happen with an emotionally immature parent, which will be the idealizing and then uh, the devaluing and discard, that will be your, or that will very likely be your blueprint for relationships. So you will attract those dynamics because that is your blueprint for how to love. Like if some people, if they grew up in these dynamics, it's very chaotic, it's very unpredictable. So Ooh. if they meet someone who's very stable and secure and just very chill, they're gonna be like, oh, he's boring as hell. Boring. Oh, it's, he's not, boring. it's just I, I'm not, we're not, I'm not attracted. I don't really like him like that. We could be friends. And that's because you don't even realize that your baseline is set at chaos is set at being inconsistent and unpredictable and you feel that and receive that as love and chemistry mm. I'm thinking that's chemistry but really it's crazy right and, and <laughs> I like what you said about our baseline being chaos and the dramatics of it all the drama the drama because then it just replays it is a continuous cycle and i feel that some of us don't see it because the partner may change but the chaos is consistent it'll be a same chaos different penis and if it's a if it's a girl it'll be a same chaos different body 
different personality, but the dynamics of the relationship will be the same because human beings love in a way that is familiar. And that's why if a child grows up, and this is this is why we got to heal. We got to heal. Because if a female child grows up, research shows, if she grows up in an environment where she um, is witnessing her mother with, you know, experiencing intimate partner violence, um, it is likely that, and not always, but it is likely that she will grow up attracting partners who may be emotionally violent, who may be physically violent, who may be violent with their words. Because that dynamic has become the pattern and women will identify with the abuse. But see now a man or a boy, a male child growing up in the dynamic, he will do what's called introjection and identify with the abuser. So what's called again? Intro what? Introjection. It's a defense mechanism. I'm giving you the psychology oh, terms. Okay. Yeah. So that identification taking on that I those beliefs, ideas, those ways of being. So they are identifying with the abuser as an attempt to stay safe, as an attempt to not be hurt. <gasps> Stockholm syndrome. Well, no. no. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, because I'm, we'll see people identify women in those abusive situations as having Stockholm syndrome. And I will say that there can be some truth to that. The idea of Stockholm syndrome has been debunked by some researchers, but the premise is generally the same that in an effort to stay safe, I can identify with either being abused or being the abuser. Because the whole you, you when you're in a traumatic situation, it's about survival, and you right. will do what you need to do in order to survive. The problem is that you those trauma responses become a part of your personality, and it becomes the way that you relate. Mm. Does that make sense? It does. If anything sounds familiar, and I know it does, please drop some light bulb emojis. Those are our aha moments. Or if it's easier just to press one and drop it in the comments. I would love to read some of the comments and love that you're getting, Sarita. So, okay, well, there's a lot of ones already coming up. <laughs> and let's see. Oh, Candy. Hey, Candy. Candy's hey, been on my show. Oh, she's adorable. She says, coming through to show some love. Yes. Yeah, I appreciate that. We appreciate yeah. She said, amazing topic. Okay, blind guy and his wife. I know that a lot of our mothers would have been more loving, empathetic, and nurturing if they had better experiences themselves. Absolutely. Society and circumstance has affected so much. That's absolutely true. Absolutely. Facts. Yeah. Facts, facts, facts. Um, let's right. see. Lioness. When I was a child, I thought my mother was the devil. Woo. That says a lot. <laughs> and um, honestly, I hope that you honor the your inner child, the child within, to show that child all the love and the divine energy and the unconditional presence uh, showing up for yourself. Because that means that you were hurt in your relationship with your mother. And your healing is basically requires you to rebuild that healthy relationship with yourself. Mm. I'd like to answer this next question. 
from lioness as well. She said, is it possible to fully heal from mother traumas, even if I want to continue to not have a relationship with her? So I'm just giving my experience. Matter of fact, I'm going to throw in a bonus. I will throw in my father. I have decided for a few years now to go no contact for the betterment of my own mental health and well-being. And I won't say I'm fully healed, but I'm healing. It is so possible. It is very attainable. Now with my mother, I'm healing from that because I'm still literally in real time. My blind spots are being uncovered, but I feel it's whatever work you want to put into your own healing that it, anything is possible, anything, because with my experience, I did not see my mother as a human being. She was literally mother Teresa with melanin skin. And I didn't even think she walked. I, felt like she literally floated an inch off the ground. So for me to see my mother as a human, and it's a lot. But to answer your question, yes, it is possible. It's just how how bad you want or how much you're willing to learn and how comfortable you feel on uncovering the blind spots that you do not see. I'll land my plane right there. And that is, um, thank you. Thank you so much for that because that's that's real and that's what healing looks like. I would also add that healing your mother trauma is not even really about your mother. It's about understanding how your mother, your relationship with your mother has impacted your relationship with yourself. So your healing is about you. Is about you healing the parts of you that were hurt or that are trying to protect you from hurt, the parts of you that feel insecure or inadequate. No one else can do that for you, not even your mother. And so what you choose to do in terms of your relationship with your mother is based on you, is based on how she treats you or interacts with you or based on what you want and need. But the healing has nothing to do with her because it's not about you trying to change her. It's about how you trying to change the things that you've learned about yourself based on your relationship with her. Yes. And having those mental boundaries from within. Absolutely. Whew. I felt that one. I just want to hug Lioness because I I get it. Do you feel the, the hug and the love, Lioness, I'm sending you? Oh, Nikki yeah. B, I think of myself as a progressive parent and all my kids to have an opinion and or choice when an issue presents itself. But at times my 13 year old daughter has such a sense of self that her tone can be that of a 25 year old. How do I reel her back in without stepping into the my way or the highway type of parenting? That's a great Um, question. Keep that question up for a second. Sure. And so you said, I think of myself, and first of all, let me thank you for the question. As a progressive parent, and all my kids have an opinion or choice when an issue presents itself. So your daughter's 13, and she has a sense of self that her tone, I, I would love to hear more about the tone, okay? Yeah. Because see, many of us, you know, I, as sisters and our children have been taught that we need a certain tone that is respectful 
when we talk to our parents. So is it her energy? Is it her voice? Is it her words? Is it, you know what I'm saying? She's getting uh, what can feel like aggressive. Explain that because that whole idea of tone can be her tone, but I wonder if there's some residual for what you are thinking of is respectful or not. Mm. And so how do you reel her back in? Tell me a little bit more, like, why do you think she needs to be reeled back in? Do you want her to express herself to you in a certain way? You know, what do you think that she needs? What, what are the boundaries that you think she needs to have when she's communicating with you? Because we want children to be respectful, but we also, as Black women, have to be able to understand how we think about respect. Because some of our ideas about respect are rooted in our trauma and not actually in what the child is doing or saying. And that's what I think it means to be conscious because I have a four-year-old and do I think there are there things that she does that previous generations would view as disrespectful? Absolutely. But I also understand that the way that she behaves is because she's limited by her four-year-old brain that is not hardly even developed. You know what I'm saying? She could barely say a sentence without, And she's fighting for her autonomy because that's what they do at this age. They're figuring out themselves what they like. They want to do things on their own. So that means I'm going to need to tell you, mama, leave me alone. Stop. Mama, stop telling me what to do. Because that's part of what a human being is trying to figure out in this world. And we got to give them the space to do that or they will be in here in Love University taking classes at 40 years old, trying to figure out who they are because they didn't get to do it when they was three years old or 13. (sighs) Children have to know that they have the power and the ability to speak for themselves and stand up for themselves without being crushed. That's why so many Black women have low self-esteem right now. Mm. Wow. So I welcome your thoughts about that. Yeah, and definitely put them in uh, Nikki B if you are still in the chat. We definitely want. Yeah, to and if you want to come on and talk about it, we got a little bit of time. We so sure we do. And I just exactly. And I just posted the link. So Nikki B, if you'd like to come on and give a little more clarity, but while we wait on her response. Blind guy and his wife said, how do we quietly forgive our mothers in our lives, sisters, friends, moms, that we know are a result of their life traumas? Quietly forgive as in be okay with whatever and move on. So I would say that in order to free oneself, you don't need to quietly forgive. You need to be loud about it. But see, here's the thing. I think that when you understand what the women in your life have gone through and that they truly have done the best they could with what they had and with what they knew how. And some of these women have never known what it meant to be loved or respected. So they don't know how to love and respect other people. And so you can forgive them and still set boundaries. You can say, I understand why you are the way you are but it's not okay to be the way you are with me. So you can acknowledge them for who they are and their capacity and let them know what your standards are. It doesn't mean because someone's a traumatized that they get to they get to discharge and punish you because they don't know how to deal with their own wounds. 
Exactly. So you gotta set a standard for everybody, everybody in your life, because otherwise you are sacrificing yourself for them and you will pay for it because that betrayal, it haunts you. It impacts everything that you do. So it's, it, it will come down. It's either you or them and you got to make a choice out of love and self-preservation, not from pain or hate. Let me share something with you. I told my therapist this, this a few years ago when I started realizing that I could have had a mother wound, but I didn't have a top, I didn't have language for it till I started with you. But when I started realizing certain things, like the blind spot was starting to become a little clear. And I remember I told her, there's this movie, I think the good son and the mom remember that. And she's Mm -hmm. holding the good son. And here we go. And I guess the nephew, I don't know, but she had two of those little boys hanging over the cliff and she had to make a decision. Which hand was she going to let go? And whatever decision it was, she had to, live with that decision and I told my therapist that and she just looked at me I don't know what I don't know what that look meant but that was an aha moment and when you said well it's either you or them I'm like oof I mean when it comes to a relationship where someone is hurting you or violating you it is you or them and sometimes we will sacrifice ourselves in order to maintain connections, whether it's because we love them, whether it's because we don't know how to speak up or whether it's that we've learned this is love. You know, we don't want to deal with the consequences of setting boundaries. The reality is you have to choose that because some of us are in a lot of pain, not because other people have hurt us, but because we betray ourselves over and over and over again. And that is like a soul murder. Like you are literally killing off parts of yourself in order to maintain these toxic bonds. So like you said, self-abuse. We can we can love people, but we also have to love ourselves enough to be treated the way we need to be treated. Jasmine. Jasmine said, I thought I had healed my mother wounds because I've always had mother figures. However, when I had my daughter, it opened up the floodgates again. Sarita, <laughs> I had to take off my cape and realize that I'm not my mom. I will parent my daughter, respect her, and listen to her even at four. Her opinion matters. I also realized my mother can't be something to me. She doesn't know how. And because of her addiction, she will never be able to. It sounds like radical acceptance to me. Woo. I thank you so much, Jasmine. I do. I thank you for your courage and your vulnerability here. Um, because, see, the thing is, I didn't know that I had mother wounds. You know what I'm saying? I didn't know I had a whole lot of shit, but I knew something was wrong. And so what happens is we know from trauma research that new life experiences, especially having a child, will trigger up all the wounds in you. I know because I got a four-year-old too. And so it is a natural part of the process that your child will trigger in you unhealed wounds. And this is why some of us are traumatized because our parents didn't have the tools we had. They didn't have therapy. They didn't have social media. You know what I'm saying? They didn't have Google. So they didn't realize, they weren't conscious of the fact that their trauma was being triggered in their children. And so a lot of us suffered because we were made bad or wrong for their own unhealed wounds, for their generational trauma. 
And so for you to recognize that your trauma is being triggered says a lot about your awareness, says a lot about you continuing to do the healing work. And it's important for you to understand this is a part of the process. So there's a balance that you have to learn how to, when the wounds show up, meet your needs, ask for what you want, get support. If you haven't been to my Love You Challenge, show up because we we dealing with all this. And for you to also meet your child's needs. And see, you said in the comment that her opinion matters even at four. Her opinion matters especially at four. Okay. Yeah. So her a child's opinion for a healthy child, it her opinion always needs to matter because that's how she develops the sense that I matter. That's how it's done. That's how it works in human beings. And so continue to do that. And you, there are times where you're going to get it wrong. You're going to make a mistake. You're going to take things out on her. The goal should be for every parent is to learn how to repair, to take responsibility, yes. to apologize, to explain. Because I have done it with my four-year-old. I will say, um, mommy got upset and my feelings are my responsibility. I tell her that because she needs to understand that it's not her job to take care of me. And right. Because that will stop the toxic shame that you talk about. It will create toxic shame in her and it will create people pleasing in her. And it will create the idea that she needs to be responsible for mommy's feelings. And she needs to be responsible for learning how to express her own feelings in a healthy way, not take care of mine. You see what I'm saying? Oh, yes. She needs to be able to call out and say, that's not my fault. That's not my problem. That's not my responsibility. Now, you might not know how to do that at four, but to be able to understand that she's a whole person and I'm a whole person and we can be in a relationship together, even when she's four, especially when she's four, because this is the critical periods for children. Hmm. Um, let's see. Jasmine, she's also relating to what uh i forgot her name what nikki b had said um excuse me that jasmine she said me too being a former preschool teacher for over 15 years has taught me to see children's values as we do others my baby is four but sometimes i have to remind myself she is still a baby trying to navigate her own autonomy but that mouth though. <laughs> I'm, I pray for you. I pray for me. I, I pray and while I'm having conversations with my child. Like I'd be like, okay, Lord, help me. I got the pot. This is what I do. And this is what I suggest for any parent. Like I have to pause because see my reactions are based in trauma from my own trauma. So my mm-hmm. reaction would be to beat that ass or, or, or let her know who is the boss. Like I told her one time, I said, don't touch my TV. Cause she was like, she said, it's not your TV, it's ours. And oh. I had to take a pause. And I said, you know what? You're right. It's our TV. And because it's our TV, you need to respect it by not throwing your toys at it. Oh, <laughs> that was real good. <laughs> but I wanted to let her know that because this is the thing I want to say to all of us parents, my sisters, we have to let our children know that they have a home. They have a home base, that they belong somewhere because so many of us, we never felt like we truly belonged. So there is a balance between that mouth and also in teaching them what is correct without shaming. 
without yeah. making them bad because that toxic shame will set in and they will forever struggle with this idea that I'm defective. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Real, though. She, my baby told me, mommy, you tell me what to do too much. <laughs> Basically, she said, telling me I'm controlling. But I had to explain to her, I said, it's my job to tell you what to do to keep you safe. And it's my job to listen to you as well. So it's your job to for, for me to listen to you, but also for you to listen. This is a partnership and you still got responsibilities out forward. It ain't much. But you got responsibilities. You want kindness and respect. You got to learn to give it. And that's what I tell her. That's wow. what I would tell any human being. Right. And it goes back to what Jasmine just said. Queen Lisa, Lisa, I have forgiven my mom. I'm just dealing with the effects of it. I'm so messed up in all honesty. Desperate for affection and validation from people-pleasing, caretaking. I go overboard in all relationships. I need to find my voice. I was physically, mentally, and emotionally abused, shut down, and controlled. Ooh. Thank you for that, Queen Lisa, being Truly. honest and open. That's a lot. I honor you for that. And you know what? I... I hope that you can even understand how important it is that you even recognize that you are desperate for affection and validation because so many of us don't we just will work harder in relationships and we won't acknowledge it can you put that back up for a second yes ma'am um and the fact that you recognize that you go overboard and that you need to find your voice like the awareness is so important is so key and it says a lot about who you are and the work that you are doing so i encourage you to show up and come to the challenge because this is exactly what we're tackling and so the thing is you the opportunity here is for you to learn how to give the affection and the validation that you're desperate for because if i'm going to give you the real world your inner child is desperate for the validation from you. Your inner child is desperate for the acknowledgement from you. Because once we become an adult, it is our responsibility to care for ourselves because you will never, there's no one else that can meet that need the way you needed it met when you were a child. That wow. can happen. The time is over. No one is capable of giving you that unconditional love that you are seeking because guess what they got a bunch of shit too they got trauma too they trying to they trying to get their needs met through you can't nobody because what we we what we are asking for when we are traumatized is we would be asking for someone else to please sacrifice yourself for me so that i can feel good about myself that's what a narcissist does it can never work the healing is for you to learn to give it to yourself. That is the imperative. That is your work. That is your purpose to give you the love that you've needed because that then everything else is released and you will flourish and you will have that relationship with yourself. So naturally your relationship with other people will change. Come through the love through challenge, baby. I'm breaking it all the way down. Yes. And you all, everybody stay tuned because we're going to give details about the love you challenge. A few more questions. Oh, Queen Lisa also said, I have always thought something was wrong with me, desperate for affection. I stayed in very toxic relationships because I was starving for affection. I'm very protective of children. 
I can understand why. Thank you for protecting the babies, baby, because we all need to be protecting our children. Like that is part of our responsibility. And so um, that same protection from children, I'm going to tell you the truth, the real, real is that you are protective of children that way because that is exactly what you needed to for yourself. And that is what you must give yourself because you're not protecting yourself when you're staying in toxic relationships. You're not protecting yourself when you're giving to people who can't give to you. You are sacrificing yourself, thus doing the very thing that was done to you in your own trauma. And you deserve your own love, baby. You deserve that protection that you give to the babies. And that means that you must find your voice. Come through. Come through the love you challenge. That's she what said, I'm doing. <laughs> she said this is really helping her. So uh, Lioness said, thank you, ladies, for your answers. I'm just sick of people telling me I haven't forgiven and can't heal without their presence. Thank you for the hug. Oh, she received a hug. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yes, yes. To get all the hugs and tell people to mind their damn business. They need to be worried about their own trauma, their own mamas, their own feelings, and their own bullshit. And, and you probably need to quit talking to people who telling you what you need to do where, and how you need to do it. And you get just got to focus on your relationship with yourself because so many people be giving goddamn advice that they don't even apply to their own life. You see what exactly. I'm saying? That's exactly. That's why I don't give advice. I speak science. Okay. <laughs> don't give advice so i love you and i thank you for that sunday said that's a good question because i recently disconnected from my mother because every conversation oof, every conversation was triggering once and once i'm in a better space i'll reach out we sunday get out of my head <laughs> she's all in my head and you know, that's so important that, to be able to discern for yourself, truly. It's important for you to be able to recognize um, what you need. And see, if you're triggered, that means that you have a past learned experience. So the opportunity is for you to continue to do the work with what's coming up because she is not, res when we're triggered, we're responsible for our own triggers. That's how we have, that's how we become empowered in our own life. And so when you can deal with your triggers or when you can re take responsibility for them in conversation with her, then it will become easier. But in, in the meantime, you got to do what you got to do. Self-preservation is the first order of nature. Yeah, that's right. And a lot of us sisters, we don't practice it. Not at all. And Angela, hello, Angela. She said, Sarita, as a fellow LMSW, so marriage, what, social worker, licensed marriage social worker? She is licensed, yes, licensed master social worker. Hey, baby. Hey, Twinnie. You are the authentic truth times the queen of degree. You are glowing in your purpose and is. You know what? Girl, you got my eyes watering up. I just want to thank you. Um, as a fellow LMSW, I want to thank you just for showing up because you ain't got to be here, you know what I'm saying? And for being support and being loving for no reason, you know what I'm saying? Other than purpose. So I thank you for seeing me, okay? And I see yeah. you too. Because real recognize real, baby. 
So I thank you so much for that. I thank you. We might you might need to PM me or something or DM me so we can chat, you know. Yes. A few more um I'd like to read before we start wrapping up. Uh Shondella said for years I couldn't even utter what emotions I was feeling. I never allowed me to show myself any love. I put everyone else ahead of me. That's learned behavior. <laughs> A lot of us say, that's just how I am. No, you learned that, boo. You learned that. Because what baby, what child puts everyone's needs before theirs? It's natural for us to ask for what we want, for what we need, to demand it, to express it in some capacity. And so it's learned. And so we can unlearn. Part of the healing process is unlearning those things where we maintain our empathy and compassion, but we also make room, the necessary room to receive, to allow, to be vulnerable and let people support us because that's what we want anyway. Exactly. All right, a few more. Tishon Tan said, would you continue to attend family gatherings even though you know without a doubt you have to deal with certain individuals? If so, will silence be wrong? May I answer that? <laughs> no. That's it. <laughs> I just want to know, why the hell you want to go somewhere where you got to be silent? So I think, you know, there are some people who want to, you know, some people want to maintain bonds with certain people and there's nothing wrong with that. I'm not here to judge that or tell you what to do. I do encourage you to make whatever decision you're going to make out of integrity for yourself, for you to understand who your audience is, who they are, what their capacity are, okay, what their capacity is, because I got family that I know them. I know what they're about. And when I am in their presence, I know what I'm going to get and I know who I'm going to be. But I have to make a decision how much I want to interact because interacting on certain levels means I have to sacrifice myself. And so that's the decision that you have to clearly make, keeping you and your needs in mind. And there's nothing wrong with meeting people where they are if that's what you choose to do. But if it's very uncomfortable where you're sacrificing yourself, then you may have to decide is that's what but is that what is best for you? Exactly. So well said. We're gonna start wrapping it up, but before we do, if you all well, this is being streamed a few different places. So if you don't see it, I want you to please subscribe to the channel. This is Black Girls Getting Their Shift Together. You can always Google or, excuse me, search it in YouTube. There should be a link, direct link to it. I want you to subscribe to the channel. Go back maybe six episodes back. Serena and I did an amazing episode. It was about setting boundaries with toxic older people. So what we're talking about it was just literally the skin of what we really dug deep into because today was really about mother, daughter. But, I mean, they are older people. I don't care how old we are. But she takes a deep dive into the and the questions were flowing over there. So make sure to go back and take a look at that. And if you are not in love, you... And if you hear some people who have some awareness or we're having these aha moments, more than likely we have taken 
her Love You Challenge as well as Enrolled in Love You. And that's where all the, like I said, the aha moments come in. And when you can put language to what you've been feeling, it makes so much sense. And that's what, that's healing. That's when the healing comes. So right here is the free five-day challenge. And we'll let Sarita take over. Yes. Can you post the link in the chat? It's loveyouchallenge.com. Listen, my sisters, my family, um, I'm hosting this Love You Challenge June 6th. And it is all about getting to the root of understanding how trauma has impacted you. How have your mother wounds shaped you? How has it influenced the way that you think? And definitely your relationships. We are going into deep and in explaining the root of unworthiness and how it's passed down. I am going to be explaining how manipulators use your wounds to control you. There are very specific ways that they trigger you, that they are able to trigger your fear of abandonment and your core beliefs, that the way you think about yourself that has developed as a result of your trauma and how that is showing up and determining and dictating who you are attracted to and how you act in relationships. We like to think that we're adults, okay? Because we done reached a certain age and we can sign some damn contracts and get a bank account. But the truth <laughs> is, so much of who we are is just a regurgitation of what we experienced in our childhood. It's like when I really became aware of how I how much I was unaware, it was astounding. I like I was thinking I was running around here conscious reading all these books and taking all these damn classes. As soon as I get out the goddamn class, I was out here doing the same thing, coping the same way, feeling the same unworthiness that I was feeling since five, seven years old, having damn tantrums when I didn't get my way because I didn't even know how to express and communicate. And so it's time for us to literally grow up and take responsibilities for our souls, for our experiences and our relationships. Because if you just attracting ain't shit people, <laughs> then we got to look at the source of the attraction. What is the attraction factor in here? What is your heart looking like? And if the heart is hardened or missing in action, we got work to do. Come through. Lovegoochallenge.com. I don't play. She, yeah, she not doing does. no affirmations, okay? We're we not going to be doing that. We are we peeling back all of the layers. I don't know what they're doing out here, but I know what we do and love you. <laughs> it don't get no realer. <laughs> oh, my God. I put the a live link to our setting boundaries for toxic older people in the chat right now. So you all can just click right over and you can get some really, some good gems are being dropped over there. So Did we you are in the link, you love you challenge.com. Oh, that's what you were supposed to be linking. <laughs> you know, what? You just, yes, you can put that link in there or love you challenge.com. Both will take you to the same place. Yes. Sign up is free. I know you ain't been through nothing like it. You ain't, you ain't. I'm the one you've been looking for. Okay. <laughs> And I'm going to help you find you, the soulmate you've been looking for. I'm I'm the it. I'm it, baby. He said, I'm the I'm it. I'm here, ride or die for my sisters. Loveyouchallenge.com? Yes. There it is. Those are all live links. Just click on it. Subscribe. Sign up. 
Okay, joyful love. Hey, hey. hey. I can, I can see you already vibing when you got a name like Joyful Love. I can't wait to meet you. She says she's excited for this growth. Yes, bring all that energy. You know what I'm saying? That that BLE, that big love energy, baby. <laughs> oh, I like that BLE. I, <laughs> I love it. Before we get off, anyone listening, if you had any aha moments, or if you want to read it or come back, drop a one in the comment section. Come on, come on, come on. Drop those ones. And that means you'll have to come back, Sarita. I'm just saying. <laughs> I know you love me. I love y'all too. I love y'all too. Any parting words before we depart or press pause? Um, I just want to thank all of you. I want to thank all of you for just being willing to show up for you, for being willing to do something different, for being willing to love you, for being willing to tell the damn truth. Okay. I just thank you because we really are creating a new legacy for ourselves and for our children. And it's just amazing to see my sisters, how loving we are to one another, how committed we are to the work and the healing journey. And I think that, listen, I talk a lot about trauma, but I always have to mention the miracle that you are. All of you are so wonderful, despite your trauma, despite the things that you've experienced. You've created things. You've manifested. You've listen. You've been ambitious and making things happen and moving mountains for other people. And so, as you continue to heal and you do that deep healing, it's amazing what else you can accomplish. Because I know it's going to be black women who change the world. Okay, because we already been doing it. Right. So I just I believe in you and I'm grateful for you and I'm grateful for that you allow me to join you on this loving journey. So oh, I love you being the challenge. I appreciate it. And you know I'll be in the challenge for sure. <laughs> I'd love to have you. <laughs> what we do. Whew, I feel nice and full. Um, you know, I was very sleepy. I'm still tired just from my workout, but I Internally, I feel energized. That's full wonderful. of love. Full That's of love. Thank you all so much for tuning in. Make sure to subscribe, like the channel, Black Girls Getting Their Shift Together. Make sure you sign up for Love You. You already see what this is this coming with. And thank you for dropping the ones. And we will see you at our next podcast. I love you all. Thank you so much. I can't wait to Thanks, see you. Sarita. Bye. you for joining me on this episode of black girls getting their shift together if anything you heard today made your soul vibrate please like comment and share this episode with two of your friends thank you and i love you all this is
for the queen. Sisters manifesting their dreams. Get your cream by any means and being with self-esteem. Beauty supreme and Buddha walk so mean. The way you fit in them jeans, you eat your cornbread and greens. Dance or a doctor, red wine or vodka. Redesign your spot and redefine your mantra. Retwist your locks and realign your chakras. Doing your squats and getting closer to God, huh? Brunching with your squad or taking a girl's trip. Adjust your crown, you guys give to the world, sis. Celestial body, drink your water. Meditate, sun kiss goddess, heavenly order. Levitate, tribe of Ashanti. Black girl magic, melanin popping. Whether you ratchet or lavish, whether you bougie or savage, you a gift and a treasure. You got to love a black girl getting a shift together. Black girls are getting a shift together. These black girls getting a shift together, man. These black girls are getting a shift together. These black girls getting a shift together, dog.